the Askell Leaders Reading Podcast with Jeff Barton. My name's Caroline Lowing and I'm Deputy Head Teacher at Haraway Community School in Hampshire. Thanks very much, Caroline. And so you've chosen two books for us. Uh, and uh, first one is a novel. So which, which one is it? Um, I've chosen um, The Buddha of Suburbia by Hanif Qureshi. And what, why have you chosen that? Um, I'm a huge novel reader. Like It's my favourite thing to do is uh, read fiction. Um, so actually, when when you're asked which books sort of change your life, you think about the books you love. But actually, the books that change your life is a different thing. Um, yeah. And I read The Buddha of Suburbia when I was about 18, I think 17 or 18. And actually, when I thought about it, all the books that changed my life were around that time. It's such an important time in your life. Um, and The Buddha of Suburbia, for those who don't know, it is about a, a boy who's a mixed race. Um, and I'm mixed race as well. So I kind of immediately identified with the character and just the things that he kind of goes through and it's often hilarious and uh, a bit rude and you know all of those things that um that I really loved so that that's an absolutely brilliant novel and actually I started to write to Hanif Qureshi when I was about 18 and he wrote little postcards back so I remember that being a sort of amazing really? time in my life yeah yeah it was great and um I moved to um London that year um and I remember just feeling like you know the world's my oyster and um, you know, I, I could have this exciting life, a bit like uh, the character in the Buddha of Suburbia. <laughs> it was one of those, and I know this is a, a, an overused word, I, iconic, but it was very much of its period. There was a, was it a film or an adaptation or something? It got yeah. a huge amount of traction, as I recall. It was seen as, a, as you as you imply, kind of, contra- kind of controversial and pushing the boundaries, etc. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it was, because I think it's that age-old thing. I've been talking quite a lot about uh, being mixed race at the moment, and I think... When you're mixed race, you don't want to talk about the potential issues that, that might come up because you don't want to kind of admit that. But actually, there are things that come up. And I think that book sort of covered those and actually said, you know, it's OK to not feel like you're part of this culture or part of that culture, but you've got your own thing going on. And I think that's what the character, the main character does. So I think it was. And also it was controversial because there's loads of really rude bits in it. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I think the adaptation showed those in their full glory. It did, it did. And is it a book you return to or having having read it, you've got fond memories of it, but you don't feel the need to actually reread it? I'm not a big rereader because no. I feel like I'll go back and read these books and they won't mean much to me and, and it will destroy that for me. So I, I'm not a big rereader and I, I've, I've been a bit scared to go back to that one. And then your second choice is an education book, isn't it, essentially? Yeah, because I love reading fiction, I actually don't read as much education, uh, as many education books as I should do, really. Um, but, but this one um, is Why Don't Students Like School? Uh, by Daniel Willingham. Yeah, and so for those people who haven't read it, what what's the thesis? The actual long, the whole long title I looked up earlier is um, Why Don't Students Like School? A Cognitive Scientist Answers Questions About How the Mind Works <laughs> and What It Means for the Classroom, which is a bit of a mouthful, but I think yeah. it describes quite well what, what's going on. In, in essence, what, why does school not work for some young people? Um, for me, it was a real light bulb moment, this, because it was about the way that we learn and the way that we remember um, and I think in education, you know, I'm, I've been in education for long enough to know that it's we've kind of ploughed on and we plan things and we've covered the curriculum and we've, you know, we've done this. Don't you remember? We've done this. Um, I've been through all of that. And actually, this is about the fact that just because you've covered it doesn't mean the students remember it. Um, and it really was a light bulb moment for me um, about, you know, what we really need to do in, in lessons and, and to sort of strip it back and actually think about what do we really want students to remember and how can we use cognitive science to sort of help us to do that. And so is that a book you would reference with your staff, for example, if you're, you're thinking about the implications of that? 
Yeah, when it, when I read it, it was alongside me doing some work with Durrington Research School um, on the way memory works, and we were putting. I was basically planning a whole thing with staff um, that we were going to look at and sort of launching it with staff and looking at the implementation and how we were going to come back to it. So I referenced it a lot, and I suppose part of the reason why I love it is because. It reminds me of a great time where I had this amazing project and, you know, it was really well received, the, the training I did with staff. And it was just one of those lovely times where, you know, people were completely on board with it. And um, it wasn't difficult to implement because actually staff totally got it and they yeah. they could see how it could implement, you know, how it could um, impact in their their lessons. So, you know, that's part of it as well. It was just a, a great time. Yeah. Well, two really, really interesting choices. Caroline Lowing, thank you very much for talking to me about your two books. Thank you very much. ASCL. Askell.